Before we get started, let me ask you, how has the year been for you thus far? Have you had any big revelations? Is it better than last year? Or uh, was January just one of those months that you'd rather not remember? For me, January was very enlightening. The title of today's episode is 10 Things I Learned Courtesy of a 411 Alarm Fire. About four weeks ago, there was a fire in the complex that I live in. I live in a complex that has tall buildings, you know, skyscrapers, and townhouses. One of the buildings caught fire. It happened to be the building that I lived in. However, let me tell you that the buildings have A sides and B sides, and the two buildings are joined in the middle. I live in live in the B side, and the fire was on the A side. I can't describe to you how interesting it is to be sound asleep, have someone call you, and a member of my family did, and tell me, oh, did you know the building is on fire? No, I didn't know the building was on fire. I didn't smell any smoke. I didn't see any smoke. Then I was told, well, go to the window. I went to the window. I looked across at the other building because I assumed that that was the building that was on fire. And I'm watching these people staring at the building that I live in with these horrendously horrible looks on their face. Faces. I put my clothes on. I went out into the hallway after I touched the door and the knob to make sure that they were both cool. When I stepped into the hallway, I didn't see any smoke. I didn't smell any smoke. I went and I knocked on the doors of all of my neighbors. There are six units on each floor. I knocked on all of my neighbors' doors and found out that the only person on the floor that particular morning was me. So that began my odyssey in the 10 things that I learned. And so I'm going to share those with you. The very first thing I learned was the importance, the real importance of having a grateful spirit and of acknowledging your gratitude. There were over 120 families who have been displaced since the day of that fire, and we're coming up on a month now, and only now are they giving them very limited access to pick up some things that they might need. And for some of those individual families or people, they may not be back in their units. The, they're thinking three months to as much as 12 months. I am still in my unit. We had no damage in the B section at all. And so gratitude is a thing. My belongings did not burn up. Had it been in the B building, that probably would have been the case. There would have been water damage and all of the things that go along with trying to put out a fire. But fortunately for me, we are still in 
our home. So the first thing I learned was the real importance of being grateful for every single thing you have. Your life, your ability to breathe air that's not tainted with smoke. Because although there was no smoke uh, in our hallways or in my apartment, you could watch, you could smell the smoke from the fire as it went by the window. The second thing I learned was a need or the need for order. I have been threatening to get my financial affairs in order, my wishes, for probably two years, probably when the pandemic came. That was when I realized that I needed to put everything in order. But the day of the fire, I remember thinking, I can't be dying today because I don't have my affairs in order. Shortly after the fire, I finally made an appointment to see my attorney, and I have filled out paperwork, which is no mean feat, because we think that we want something, but when you have to put pen to paper, it changes what your wishes are. However, I do have an outline and I am moving forward with getting my affairs in order. I would never want to leave anyone in my family with the task of having to grieve my loss plus get my affairs in order. It's just not fair and it's not right. So the need for order was the second thing I learned. The third thing I learned was the importance of a calm demeanor and the true meaning of professionalism. The firefighters who came to the building were absolutely excellent. Because I was the only one on the floor, and they knew it, they were very good about giving me precise instructions and directions on what I needed to do, and what they wanted us to do was to shelter in place. Uh, I was told if there was harm, if there was a, if anything changed and I needed to move, they would let me know. I checked out in the hallway every now and then, and they always had a smile for me. They were always ice cold calm, and that allowed me to be calm. It allowed me to stay out of their way so that they could take care of their business because at this point, the elevators on the A side were out but the elevators on the B side where I lived were working and they were bringing equipment up on the B side going up and over the rooftop to the A side to fight the fire. Had they been anything but calm, I think I would have gotten in their way and been hysterical. And so it is important in whatever work we do that we have or present with a calm demeanor and an air of professionalism. So I'm really grateful for the firefighters' response. The fourth thing I learned was the importance of your or my attitude and our need to be centered and intuitive and to tune in and trust the people you say you trust. I would be lying if I said I didn't get anxious or nervous at some point during this process because I absolutely did. My brother and my nephew came to the building. They stood outside 
And my brother kept saying, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. My first inclination was to say, yeah, you say I'm okay because you're outside and I'm inside. But I trust my brother. And if I was in danger, he would have told me. But for a hot minute, I didn't want to trust him. I wanted to kind of lose my mind and do what what you do when you panic. So it is important, not just in terms of fires, but in every aspect of your life. If you say you trust a person, then trust that person. Trust them unless they've proven to you that they're not trustworthy. The fifth thing I learned, how quickly life can change. I went from being sound asleep to wide awake. Hmm. Some of my friends on the A side ended up having to leave their units, walk up to the roof, walk over like 25 floors up in the air, just walk over a roof, come down on the other side to be able to escape. Everything was fine. I was in my bed, sound asleep, having dreams, and the next thing I know, there's a fire. Things can change so quickly in our life. So enjoy even the ho-hum days because you never know when things are going to change. And they will because that's, that's life. The sixth thing I learned how trauma can shut you down. I couldn't cry. I didn't have any emotions on the day of the fire. People were calling me to check on me to see how I was, and I'm going, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. After it was over and I found out the true extent of the fire, because, as I said, I live in a high-rise The fire started on the 15th floor and went all the way and damaged units all the way to the top of the building, which is the 25th floor. But I didn't feel anything. I was so traumatized by this that I felt nothing. Finally, it was so bad. I could feel the emotion in my chest. Everything was tight but I couldn't release. I could not release. This is where you become inventive because I had to get it out. I I couldn't wait for it to come out because it was hurting too badly physically to hold on to the the fear and the anger and um, all the other emotions. And so my remedy for the trauma to be able to express it emotionally was I be, I went to YouTube and I began watching reviews uh, of a movie. I won't name the movie, but it's a pretty sad movie. And so I watched several reviews of the movie. You know, individuals who sit down and watch the movie and say they're seeing it for the first time. And watching them cry allowed me to then cry. And so I went from a situation where I could not cry at all to a situation where for three or four days, I could not stop crying. I went from being emotionally dead to having every fiber in my being screaming out. 
um, eventually I was able to settle down. But trauma is nothing to play with. Nothing at all. The seventh thing I learned was we have to be flexible. We have to develop the ability to live in uncertainty. If you're in the United States or in, in, in Europe, we've grown up, most of us, in a pretty peaceful environment. And uncertainty is really not something we've had to deal with in a very for real way. Since 2020 and the pandemic, uncertainty has become an ever-present part of our lives. Some of us keep thinking it's going to go back to the way it was. Some of us know it's not going to go back to the way it was, but we don't know what to do with where we're at. And I was um, listening to Dan Harris, and he made a comment. He said, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. I was ever so grateful that I practice Reiki. I was ever so grateful that I meditate. I was ever so grateful that I'm able to sit in the silence just with myself because those things absolutely help me to understand that life is uncertain anyway. The illusion of certainty is just that. It's an illusion. So I'm just as safe now as I was before. All right. The eighth thing I learned was to make decisions based on kindness. The need to treat people with respect. All of us are fragile. We may be okay today, but it doesn't take much for us to go from strong and capable to fragile and needy. And you can never really tell who's who or what's what. So we don't know if that person who's being testy is going through something that's traumatically jarring for them. We don't know. And so the best thing to do is to treat everyone with kindness with kid gloves, with respect, with deference, to assume that maybe something's not okay. The ninth thing I learned is that your priorities come into focus really quick. What you need, what you want in your life becomes more important. Let me back up. I'm saying that wrong. What you need becomes more important than what you want. Because generally what you need will satisfy the wants, what you really need. So if we hold on to this attitude of knowing that we don't really want the fur coat, we just want to feel protected. We don't really want the larger house, we just want to feel a sense of all rightness or like we've arrived. And so if you if you deal with the need, the want sort of even becomes irrelevant. But priorities do come into focus and it's okay to have needs met, but it's absolutely important 
that you pay, pay attention to the needs before you ever move to the wants. Because if you can get your needs met, a lot of the wants will be met by just doing that. <clears throat> the tenth thing I learned is that life is about relationships. That's pretty hard for me. I am very much an introvert, and I really don't. The fewer people, the better. Okay, I'm an introvert. That's why I'm doing podcasts instead of YouTube. I really, I can get along with people. I can be in, I can be out. I can act in an extroverted way, but I basically am an introvert. But life is about relationships, and you can't get around that. It's about relationships, and it's about helping others. It's about putting your needs aside to sometimes assist others. It's about being of service. Being of service makes you happy. You don't have to give up your, your money or your whatever, but you, you've got to devote some time to help to make your broader community better. I was looking for a quote to end this with, and this is what I came up with. It really isn't a quote. It's a Chinese proverb. The proverb is this. It's about what you do in a crisis. A crisis is an opportunity riding a dangerous wind. A crisis is an opportunity riding a dangerous wind. I think that summed up for me what I felt like. There was so much opportunity in that whole fire situation. I am still looking for ways that I can be helpful to my neighbors. I'm looking to not assign blame we did have a few people who ended up going to the hospital and one person actually expired. There's still a lot of sadness and healing that has to occur in the community that I live in. But I'm grateful to know these lessons. I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn to grow. So the next time you have a crisis in your life, recognize it as an opportunity. It doesn't always feel good, but when you finish, when you complete, when you learn, then it does. That's all I've got today. Quick note, in the coming weeks, I'll be giving you information about a questionnaire, a questionnaire on happiness a questionnaire to determine how happy you are. Are you as happy as you'd like to be? Are there things that you'd like to do to change the level of happiness you're experiencing? I'll let you know when the questionnaire is available and hopefully you'll take it. So until next time, take care of your head, take care of your heart, take care of your body, and stay on balance.